0: Welcome to Azeroth United, a weekly podcast about World of Warcraft. My name is Denathar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we've got a little bit of a different one here today because I... So I recorded the um, Something New segment about the hero talent first look that they gave us, the eight new hero talents, and it went for about an hour. <laughs> Which is way longer than I uh, had anticipated. And I generally like to keep the show at about the hour mark, uh, at least for right now. And um, so rather than try and squeeze in the rest of the contents and uh, create a, a, a massive 110-minute show, um, I decided I'm just going to release this one as is. So um, there will be uh, no news or, or anything like that. Uh, this is just the, uh, review of the hero talents that, uh, uh, or the deep dive of the hero talents that uh, blizzard released a, a few days ago and, um, and kind of my thoughts on, on the different ones. So, uh, uh, hope you enjoy it and, uh, we'll be back to the, uh, normal format next week. All right. Thanks. Let's talk about something new. Alright, so let's get into these Hero Talents. We mentioned this last week that Blizzard had released eight new First Luck Hero Talents. Um, so they've already released eight. So this brings us up to 16. There are 39 total specs in the game. So um, there's going to be 39 Hero Talents. And... Um. Yeah, this is a very interesting one thing that's really important to bring up is that Blizzard is calling this an evergreen feature. Um, and that is a little nervous or it makes me a little nervous. What they say is the War Within expansion introduces hero talents as a new update to World of Warcraft classes. They are an evergreen form of character progression for each class specialization that introduces new powers and class fantasies. Feedback is critical to us as a part of creating an impactful and fun addition to the game. So we are sharing our goals for hero talents with the community to get first impressions of them and learn how well we're meeting those goals. Right. Um, okay. So they gave us eight more trees. They are Elune's chosen druid, wild stalker druid, scale commander evoker, herald of the sun paladin, templar paladin, Trickster Rogue, Diabolist Warlock, and Colossus Warrior. So, uh, yeah, and um, each one of these is tied to two different clash class specializations. So, for example, the Wild Stalker Druid, you can pick that if you are a Feral Druid or a Restoration Druid, as an example the scale commander evoker you can choose that if you are an augmentation evoker or a devastation evoker so you get the idea here you can't pick scale commander if you are preservation it's not on your little tree there's a it's a there's a triangle graphic that's been floating around and uh, there will be a link to it in the show notes but i'm sure you've seen it um uh, and if not you can you can click on the link and you can see it and you'll be like oh that's what he's talking about um but let's let's run through this um and by run through this, I want to I go through each one of these because I feel like it's really important to actually pay attention to what uh, Blizzard is putting out here. And it, like what happened with the Oracle Priest, if it sounds like it's just going to be miserable, say something. Because if, if you're like, this doesn't sound like fun. I don't want to play this druid or this warrior or whatever. Because it doesn't sound like fun. Okay, then that's when you need to say something. All right, first up, Elune's Chosen Druid. This is for balance and guardian druids. Dedicate yourself to the moon goddess, increasing your control over the moon and stars. Infuse abilities with astral might and call down potent lunar magic from the sky. Um, so one of the things that's really interesting about this is that you can right now play a moonfire spec guardian druid. It's not really a great build, but it is something that you can do. And that's one of the things that I really like about the talent trees is they give you these choices to say, hey, you can play this way. Sometimes I'll play a really bad off-spec talent choice when I'm doing world quests because it's actually better for world quests. Um, My DPS might be lower, but maybe my range is better. My speed is better. My survivability is better. My Um, utility my fun maybe it's just more fun and it's not something i can do in a mythic plus so i'm just kind of goofing around um and i do like for example on my on my resto druid i do switch him to guardian when i'm doing world quests because trying to do world quests as a resto druid sucks so uh okay so each one of these talent trees has a keystone ability and a capstone ability And then within that, we have three rows of choices that you can go through, or they're not choices. Uh, There are some choice nodes, but you're going to get each one of these talents as you level up. So starting at level 71, you will get automatically when you choose Illune's Chosen, you'll get this keystone ability, and then you can choose your first ability that you fill in. Okay, so first up, uh, the keystone ability for Illune's Chosen is Boundless Moonlight, so Fury of Moon now ends with a flash of energy blasting nearby enemies with astral damage. So for balance, uh, you get full moon, which calls down two minor moons that deal astral damage and generate three astral power. Okay. So it kind of helps with your uh, astral power generation. And then for Guardian, lunar beam now causes you to leech life equal to 10% of all damage dealt to enemies within the beam. Okay. So... You're, you're getting benefit uh, from this ability to existing abilities. So the Fury of balloon is the new or Boundless Moonlight is the new ability. But um, yeah, so the, this affects the different abilities that you you already have. Um, so if you don't have those, if you don't have those abilities, if you don't use those abilities, um, this isn't really going to be a good choice for you. And I think that's something really important. And we'll see that down in the warrior build. OK, row one, we have Moon Guardian Uh, So this is uh, for balance, Moonfire and Starfire generate two additional Astral Power. Okay. And for Guardian, free automatic Moonfires from Galactic Guardian generate five Rage. Wow. I'm struggling with the reading here. Uh, Okay. So this is a really simple. All right. We're generating more Astral Power or more Rage depending on which of these abilities you're using. Lunar Insight, Moonfire deals 10% additional damage. Okay, so we're really buffing Moonfire here. Glistening Far, bear form, and moon Conform reduce arcane damage taken by 6%, and all other magic damage taken by 3%. Okay, so, um, yeah, th- this is a really interesting start to this, which is basically we're buffing Moonfire, we're buffing starfire for, for balanced druids, um, and we're reducing the damage taken by magic, which I think is really good because bear druids have typically been the physical damage tank um you know lots of armor lots of health but here it's like okay well we're getting the ability to uh reduce magic damage taken so that, that's that's kind of cool uh okay moving on we have lunar amplification each non-arcane damaging ability you use to increases the damage of your next arcane damaging ability by three percent stacking up to three times so if you use three non-arcane damaging abilities in a row then your next arcane damaging ability will be nine percent more damage. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, atmospheric exposure: enemies damaged by the full moon, fury of the moon, or lunar beam take four percent increased damage for, from you for six seconds. All right. So again, these are little, small incremental increases in the amount of damage taken, or the amount of damage, the amount of damage done, um, and, or the amount of damage that the enemies take. So, uh, or the amount of damage that you take. So this is, you know, but, but the point is none of these are amazing. Oh my gosh, this is like the most amazing ability ever. This is more of the, all right, this is going to help me a little bit. Each one of these options is going to help me a little bit. Each one of these talents is going to help me a little bit. Uh, okay. Next up we have a choice node. So we either have moon dust or a grace, which I mean, come on, Blizzard. Get with the naming convention. You can't have Elune's Grace under Elune's Chosen. I mean, this is already getting way too confusing. But, uh, okay. So, Moon Dust. Enemies affected by Moonfire are slowed by 30%. Okay. Elune's Grace, using Wild Charge in Bear form or Moonkin form, incurs a three-second shorter cooldown. All right, that's that's cool. I mean, it's a utility choice node. So, it's not really buffing anything. It's just making your, the stuff that you do do a little bit extra stuff or, or happen a little bit faster. Uh, next up, we have another choice node. So you have Stellar Command or Lunar Calling. So Stellar Command increases the damage of Full Moon by 15% uh, for Balanced Druids and increases the damage of Lunar Beam by 30% for Guardian Druids and increases the damage of Fury of Loon by 15% for both specs. Uh, or alternatively, you, you can choose Lunar Calling, which is Starfire deals 40% increased damage to its primary target, but no longer triggers Solar Eclipse. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then uh, for bears, Thrash now deals Arcane damage, and is its damage is increased by 12%. Okay, that's really interesting. Arcane Thrash. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, next up, another choice node: the Light of a Loon. Moonfire damage has a chance to call down the Fury of a Loon to follow your target for three seconds and generate eighteen astral power or rage over its duration. Okay, and or alternately, you can choose Astral Insight, uh, which is Incarnation, Chosen of a Loon, and Incarnation Guardian of Ursok. Increase arcane damage from spells and abilities by ten percent while active convoke the spirits duration and number of spells cast increased by 25 percent okay uh oh i see okay so it's either of either your incarnation spells or your convoke the spirits this is it's just worded weird weirdly um okay yeah that's that's you know you're buffing your cooldown um which is good or you just make your moonfire hit harder um uh, yeah, I mean that's that's, that's good. Uh, okay, so so far uh, none of this is bad. Like the Oracle Priest was. Uh, this all seems pretty basic and straightforward. Increasing the amount of arcane damage you're doing. Uh, that's that's really what and giving you some utility. Uh, all right, and then the choice node, and that is Arcane Affinity. All arcane damage from your spells and abilities is increased by three percent. Or Lunation which is your arcane abilities reduce the cooldown of Fury of the by 2 seconds and the cooldown of New Moon, Half Moon, and Full Moon by 1 second. Your arcane abilities reduce the cooldown of Lunar Beam by 3 seconds. Okay, so either you're hitting harder or your cooldowns... uh, Or, yeah, your ability cooldowns are faster. So... Again, you know, the community is going to go through and theorycraft the shit out of all of this stuff. And so it won't really be a choice node. It'll be, well, you have to take Lunation or you have to take Arcane Infinity here. It doesn't matter what you want to take. This is just a straight which one does better, which one does more damage, uh, which one feels better to play. Uh, OK, so now our capstone ability. So we go back to the keystone, which is Boundless, boundless Moonlight. And this increases the power of Boundless Moonlight. So Fury of Loon, the flash of energy now generates six astral power or six rage, and the damage is increased by 50%. So originally it was, um, uh, it just says a flash of energy blasting nearby enemies for arcane damage. So this is just increasing the uh, damage by 50% and also generating astral power and rage, um, depending on which talent spec you are uh then you also get full moon for balanced druids new moon and half moon now also call down one minor moon uh and then lunar beam for guardian druids lunar beam increases mastery by an additional eight percent deals 30 percent increased damage and take lasts for three seconds longer okay that's kind of cool <laughs> um okay so overall i really like this um, hero tree uh it's something that i mean i don't it's not going to get me to play a guardian druid Uh, So if I was already wanting to play a Guardian Druid, this might be really cool and really fun and go, hey, I really like the arcane spec in Dragonflight that I can currently do. It just sucks as far as the damage goes. So this is a really good option if that's something that you like because it's really heavily buffing that and might actually make it viable so um yeah we'll have to see how that goes in terms of um like i said the the community is going to theorycraft everything and we'll know all the exact numbers and what's better and you'll be able to put it all in your um uh, sim craft whatever uh, raid bots thing so uh okay Let's move on to Wild Stalker Druid. Okay, so this one's for Feral and Restoration. Uh, Wild Stalkers are druids who feel such an affinity for the remote wilds of the world that they live amongst them, mostly in cat form, hunting to perpetuate the cycle of life and death and destroy those who would despoil nature. They use their healing powers to restore life to barren spaces and the creatures who live there. Okay, now this one is really interesting because. It's all based on the... Okay, so let's just go through the keystone. The keystone is called Thriving Growth. Rake and Rip Damage has a chance to cause bloodseeker vines to grow on the victim, dealing bleed damage over six seconds. Okay. Then for Resto, you have Wild Growth, Regrowth, and Efflorescence have a chance to cause symbiotic blooms to grow on the target, healing over six seconds. Multiple instances of these can overlap, so it adds additional healing. Now, it's important to note that for this keystone ability they don't specify that rip rake wild growth regrowth efflorescence and all these are spec specific so this to me kind of feels like all right this is going to be the choice that you make if you really liked playing your resto druid as a uh, to do cat weaving uh so you're healing and then you jump into cat form you do a little bit of damage then you pop out you do a little bit more healing this is the hero talent for you And I really liked that build, and it's a shame that they nerfed it, but that one's really fun. Uh, Okay, next talent, you have Hunt Beneath the Open Skies. Damage and healing while in cat form increased by 5%. Moonfire and Sunfire damage increased by 10%. Okay, more damage. Um, Regardless of of whether you're Resto or Feral, you're just going to do more damage, which, again, is great for Resto Druids. Uh, strategic Infusion is the next one. Tiger's Fury and Attacking from Prowl increases the chance for Shred, Rake, and Brutal Slash to critically strike by 8% for 6 seconds. Casting Regrowth increases the chance for your Periodic Heals to critically heal by 10% for 6 seconds. Um, yeah, so this is, again, it it's not specific to, well, only when in Restoration or only when in Feral, this is really promoting that hybrid play style. I'm going to bounce back and forth between two forms. I love this. This is great. I might play my Resto Druid again. Stalker's Power. Rip damage increased by 6%. Ferocious Bite damage increased by 4%. Rejuvenation healing increased by 3%. And Efflorescence and bloom healing increased by 6%. Oh no, everything got buffed. Uh, okay, next is Wild Stalker's Presence. Wild Growth and Rake last 20% longer. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Next, we have a choice node, which is Entangling Vortex or Flower Walk. So Entangling Vortex is enemies pulled into Earth Souls Vortex are rooted in place for six seconds. Damage may cancel the effect. Okay. Huh. Six seconds. That's that's pretty good. Uh, Or Flower Walk, which is during Barkskin, your movement speed is increased by 10% and every second flowers grow beneath your feet that heal up to three nearby injured allies. Oh, I like that a lot. Well, that's cool. I mean, Barkskin's already got like a sixty-second cooldown. Just pop it all the time. Wow, that's 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 good. That's legit. I like that. Uh, okay, next we have a, another choice node: Bond with Nature or Harmonious Constitution. Bond with Nature is healing you receive is increased by ten percent uh, harmonious constitution is your regrowth's healing on yourself is increased by 50%. Okay. That's really cool because I do like the regrowth build as a feral druid. So that's pretty cool. Um, or you can just say, Hey, if I'm with a healer, uh, I'll take this other one because I will be getting healed. So that's, that's, that's good. I like that. Good choice. Uh, okay. Next up another choice node, resilient flourishing or root network. Uh, So Resilient Flourishing, Bloodseeker Vines, and Symbiotic Blooms, which, remember, those were the things that you get from your Keystone ability. Uh, They last two additional seconds. When a target afflicted by Bloodseeker Vines dies, the Vines jump to a nearby unaffected target for their remaining duration. Okay, that's cool. So no more, oh, God, my thing went onto onto one target, but then he died right afterwards, so I lost the, nope, it's going to jump to the next one. Uh, okay, or Root Network, which is each active Bloodseeker Vine increases the damage your abilities deal by 2%. Each active Symbiotic Bloom increases the healing of your life bloom and wild growth by 2%. So if you're spreading out your damage to multiple targets, it's going to increase the damage that you do overall. Okay, that one's really good. This is really good, man. They, okay, so these Druid ones are good. I can tell whoever did the Druids is like, no, nah, the Druids to be good in War Within, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Next up, you got, you have Bursting Growth, which is when Bloodseeker thorns expire, they explode in thorns, dealing physical damage to nearby enemies. Damage reduced above five targets. Okay, yeah, that's fine. When symbiotic blooms expire, flowers grow around the target, healing them and up to three nearby allies. Okay, awesome. Uh, another choice node, Twin Sprouts or Implant. So Twin Sprouts is when Bloodseeker vines or symbiotic blooms grow, they have a 10% chance to cause another growth of the same type to immediately grow on a nearby valid target. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just 10% chance to spread. Um, so un- I guess that only can happen once or I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, it's interesting. Um, and then implant is the other option, which is feral frenzy immediately causes a blood vine to grow on the target or casting regrowth that is made instant via nature swiftness causes a symbiotic bloom to grow on the target. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's very situational, but um, I like it because it really helps buff your, uh, your cooldown ability, so very cool. All right, now the capstone is vigorous creepers. Bloodseeker vines increase the damage your abilities deal to affected enemies by 10%, and symbiotic blooms increase the healing you the healing your spells due to affected targets by 8%. Okay. This is really good. Um, I really like this. Uh, I'm going to have to go back through the other ones now because I, um, yeah, I think a keeper of the grove is the other, uh, restoration druid, tree. So I'm going to have to read that one again and, and really try and decide what I'm going to do because I, I, I miss playing my resto druid, but I, I just can't play him right now. I hate I hate, Oh, that's right. I remember now. It was the stupid grove guardians. God, I hate the grove guardians. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I this I will be a wild stalker. I'll be a wild stalker druid and I will do it and I will like it and I will call myself a wild stalker druid. Yes, sir, Mr. Blizzard. Uh, okay. Next up, we have Scale Commander Evoker. So this is for augmentation and devastation. Scale Commanders are the chosen generals of the Drakthir, specializing in calling targets and inspiring those around them. They are experts in using flight during battle and are often seen leading the charge while in the sky. Cool. Uh, I love seeing the Evokers zip zip around and doing their breath and all that stuff. So this is pretty cool. Um, Okay. So the Keystone ability is... Uh, mass eruptions, and mass disintegrates. So if you are an aug evoker, you're going to have your next uh, empower spells cause your next eruption to strike up to three targets. If you are a devastation evoker, uh, empower spells cause your next disintegrate to strike up to three targets. Okay. It's a little weird the way they... Phrased that, but uh, when striking less than three targets, disintegrate or eruption damage is increased by 25% for each missing target. So if you're hitting one target, um, then you're gonna do 50% more damage. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right. Uh, so first up, we have Might of the Black Dragonflight. Black spells deal 10% increased damage. Boom, straightforward, more damage. Uh, next up, Bombardments. Mass Disintegrate marks your primary target for destruction for the next 10 seconds. You and your allies have a chance to trigger a bombardment when attacking marked targets, dealing volcanic damage split amongst all nearby enemies. So I guess you, it's just for Disintegrate. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's weird, but okay. Uh, again, you know, these are these are new. Uh, first look. So, w- you know, it, all of this could change uh onslaught entering combat gives you gives a charge of burnout causing your next living flame to cast instantly okay that's really good um that's actually really interesting so you every time you enter combat so if you aren't dragging constantly in combat yeah that's in hmm, okay well you know (laughs) that's it is what it is uh okay next up melt armor deep breath devastation and Breath of Eons Augmentation cause enemies to take 20% increased damage from Bombardments and Essence abilities for 12 seconds. All right, that's good. like that. Uh, Next up, Wing Leader. Bombardments reduce the cooldown of Deep Breath, Devastation, and Breath of Eons Augmentation by one second for each target struck up to three seconds. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That's that's good. More cooldown management. Uh, Unrelenting Siege. For each second you are in combat as your strike and living flame deal one percent increased damage up to 50 percent oh shit okay that's that's pretty good <laughs> all right um yeah this re- you really gonna hit hard um, um especially on those long tyrannical fights holy shit okay now we have three choice nodes here so first one is hardened scales or menacing presence Hardened Scales is Obsidian Scales reduces the damage taken by an additional 5%. All right. Damage reduction. Uh, Menacing Presence is knocking an enemy up or backward reduces their damage done to you by 15% for eight seconds. Uh, Okay. I mean, that's that's good. I guess if there's a... a, No, it's not going to affect bosses. So, I don't know. I think that one's kind of dumb. Another choice note, uh, Extended Battle or Diverted Power. Extended battle is essence abilities extend bombardments by one second. Okay. Uh, and then diverted power bombardments have a chance to generate essence burst. All right. That's pretty cool. Uh, another choice node. Nimble flyer while hovering damage taken from area of effect attacks is reduced by 10%. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, or Tailwind's Deep Breath Devastation and Breath of Eons Augmentation reset the cooldown of Hover. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is really interesting. So I I, I played Aug Evoker for uh, a couple of weeks. Um, I was trying it out, and it, it just it really didn't stick with me. And I, I think that, for me, the play style of the Evoker is really rough. I, I liked playing Preservation. I thought it was really fun. It's just... Um, that one that uh, yeah uh, it didn't didn't really work out for me so i i like seeing that they're buffing the uh, the evokers um but it remains to be seen um and will devastation ever truly have a place when augmentation exists you know you you had to make augmentation really strong in order for people to accept it but it became too strong and anyway all right let's move on uh the scale commander capstone is maneuverability uh, deep breath devastation and breath of eons augmentation can now be steered in your desired direction. Ooh. In addition, deep breath devastation and breath of eons augmentation burn targets for volcanic damage over 12 seconds. Okay, yeah, this is really good. I, I feel like they're giving them some really good battle utility and it really buffing their damage. Um, but again, it remains to be seen how well augmentation will integrate and whether or not um, devastation can kind of pull out from being kind of the the redheaded stepchild of the evoker tree um, after 10.1.5 when augmentation was revealed. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, Okay, next up is Herald of the Sun Paladin. So this is for holy and retribution. Heralds of the Sun infuse themselves with radiant solar energy to burn... Uh, to inflict burns on enemies and cauterize their allies' wounds. They are deeply bonded to, to this power and can manifest potent solar rays while fully connected to the light. This is really interesting because this is like a, like an evil sun paladin <laughs> type thing. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay. The keystone ability is called Sunspot, Wake of Ashes, or Retribution, and holy prism for holy cause your next two holy power spending abilities to create a sunspot on your target, dealing radiant damage or healing over eight seconds, 10% of sunspots, damage and healing radiates to nearby allies or enemies reduced beyond five targets. Okay. All right. So this is, uh, yeah. So this is kind of wake of ashes and you're going to spread your, the damage out. Um, Oh no no! That Wake of Ashes causes your next two holy power spending abilities to. Okay, I get it now. Uh, this makes sense. All right, and same thing with Holy Prism. So, and I, I've always hated the Holy Prism uh, healing style. So this might not be for me for my Holy Paladin. Uh, well, he's he's a Ret Paladin right now, but honestly, I I just I can't play Ret. So, uh, okay. First up, we have a choice node: Morning Star or Gleaming Rays. Morning Star is every five seconds. Your next sunspot's damage or healing is increased by five percent, stacking up to ten times. Wow. Okay. Uh, Morning Star stacks twice as fast while out of combat. Okay, so this is just like a passive buff that just goes. Weird. Uh, that's really interesting. Uh, Gleaming Rays is while a sunspot is active, your abilities that use holy power deal ten percent increased addi- increased additional damage or healing. Okay. Uh, all right, so the, this is really, yeah, this is this is weird. I'm this I'm having a hard time understanding this. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, next, eternal flame heals an ally immediately and over an additional twenty seconds, healing increased by twenty five percent when cast on self. Replaces word of glory, cost three holy power. Oh, okay, so this is just a new, the new heal. Okay, uh, luminosity, critical strike chance of hammer of wrath and divine storm retribution, and holy shock and light of dawn holy. Increased by 10%. All right. that's That, that makes sense. Let's increase our critical strike chance. Okay. Uh, okay. Another choice node. We have Illumin or Will of the Dawn. Illumin is sunspots reduce the movement speed of enemies by 50% and increase the movement speed of allies by 20%. Okay, so I'm, I'm curious how that works, though. How the, Oh, I, if you heal them and they get a sunspot, it increases their movement speed by 20%. Okay, got it. Uh, Will of the Dawn, movement speed increased by 5% while above 80%. Health, when your health is brought below 35%, your movement speed is increased by 40% for 5 seconds. Cannot a- occur more than once every 60 seconds. Huh. Okay, so this is like uh, like when a mage uh, blazing path or whatever it's called uh, for a fire mage. Okay. Uh, Next up, another choice node. We have eternal sun or lingering radiance. So eternal sun is sunspot's duration is increased by two seconds and eternal flame's duration is increased by three seconds. All right. Uh, And then for so, oh, eternal flame is the one that replaces holy power, uh, uh, word of glory. Got it. Okay. I'm trying to figure out like, what is eternal flame? I don't know that one. Uh, Okay. Lingering radiance is the other choice. Sunspots leave an eternal flame for 12 seconds on allies or a greater judgment on enemies when they expire or are extended. Okay. So sunspots duration is increased by two seconds and eternal flames duration is increased by three seconds. Eternal flame heals an ally immediately and over an additional 20 seconds. So yeah, this is really interesting. So they're, they're giving paladins a hot essentially, this is really cool. Um, and you don't get a choice on Eternal Flame. You get Eternal Flame. If you are a Herald of the Sun Paladin, you do not have Word of Glory. You have Eternal Flame. So, all right, interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the next one is Sun Seer, Hammer of Wrath, and Divine Storm Retribution, and Holy Shock and Light of Dawn Holy. Critical strikes cause the target to burn for additional radiant damage over four seconds or be healed. Four over four seconds. Okay, all right. Okay, it's just uh, so hots and dots for paladins. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Aurora. After you cast Wake of Ashes, uh, Retribution or Holy Prism Holy, gain Divine Purpose. All right, that's good. Uh, Solar Grace: Your haste is increased by four percent for twelve seconds. Each time you apply a Sunspot, multiple stacks may overlap. Okay, good. So we're 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 getting cooldowns we're we're buffing our abilities um, and then second sunrise hammer of wrath and divine storm retribution and holy shock and light of dawn holy have a 15 percent chance to cast again at 30 percent effectiveness okay well that's that's not that exciting <laughs> I mean it's fine it's just uh, I, stuff like that I don't really like because I feel like it messes with your rotation um, not that it's interrupting it it's just I don't know. It's 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 weird. Uh okay, then the capstone is Sun's Avatar. During Avenging Wrath, you become linked to your sunspots, causing radiant damage to enemies or healing to allies that pass through the beams, reduced beyond five targets. Activating Avenging Wrath applies force on spots onto nearby allies or enemies and increases sunspots damage and healing by 20%. Okay. So the yeah, you buffing your wings. I yeah, I was I was like, well, there's nothing for for wings on here. Um so this is a really interesting one. I, I feel like this one's a lot more, um, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't flow as well as the other ones, uh, so far this one's a little clunky. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this one gets a little bit of polish because honestly, as it stands right now, I wouldn't take this. This doesn't sound like fun, um, Cause it's a lot of, if you do this, then this happens. And if you do that, then that happens. And I really hate that, that play style. So, um, but you know what, we'll see. Um, and maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read through it again a couple times and, and see how I feel about it. And if I don't like it, I can put in some feedback. So, all right, next up is Templar Paladin. Uh, Templar Paladin is for protection and retribution. Templar stop at nothing to fulfill their divine purpose of bringing justice and purging the wicked. They call down hammers of light and unleash devastating combinations of physical and holy attacks that vanquish their enemies. Now we're talking. Okay. So, the keystone is Light's Guidance, Wake of Ashes for retribution and Eye of Tear for protection are replaced with Hammer of Light for 12 seconds after they have ca- after they are cast. Okay? Hammer of Light is hammer down your enemies with the power of the light, dealing holy damage to the target and up to four nearby enemies. Additionally, calls down Empyrean hammers from the sky to strike three nearby enemies for holy damage, costs five holy power. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, so you get that after you cast Wake of Ashes or Eye of Tear, and it lasts for 12 seconds. So you could theoretically cast it uh, if you get five holy power, you can cast it. Get five real quick, like do your divine toll or something, and then cast it again. Holy moly! Okay, that's that's really cool. So that's like you're you're building up to this really amazing uh, ability. So you you can plan for that because you know when it's going to happen. You, I'm going to cast Eye of Tear. I know I'm going to get Hammer of Light. And so I can plan for that to happen. I can make sure I'm full on holy power. I can make sure that it's not a weird boss cooldown where I got to move and and do a bunch of stuff. It's no, I'm clearing out this trash. I'm it's the boss, trash, whatever. This I like this. Okay, Uh, first row we've got a choice node: Uh, Templar's Watch or For Whom the Bell Tolls. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Okay, Templar's Watch is Hammer of Light, Wake of Ashes. And I of tier deal thirty percent increased damage when striking only one enemy. All right, that's that's good. I I like that. This amount is reduced by six percent for each additional target struck. Oh, okay, so that's cool. So it's not like it's one or, or one or all. It's gonna spread out, uh, and that thirty percent gives you up to five target. Okay, that's that's cool. So that way, it, this stuff will all get buffed on boss fights. Uh, or for whom the bell tolls, for whom the bell tolls, uh, divine toll grants up to 100% increased damage to your next three judgments when striking only one enemy. This amount is reduced by 20% for each additional enemy struck. So same thing, 5% or five enemies. Uh, yeah, 20% for each. Um, Yeah. OK, so it uh, depends on how if you really like Divine Toll or if you'd rather have it buff IFT or Wake of Ashes or Hammer of Light. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. I really like the first one personally, but, uh, you know, that's me. Uh, OK, next up is Shake the Heavens. After casting Hammer of Light, you call down an Empyrean Hammer on a nearby target every two seconds for eight seconds. OK, that's I'm, I'm good with that. That's that's cool. Imperian uh, Hammer Okay, now we get to find out what Imperian Hammer does When Imperian Hammer critically strikes 60% of its damage uh, Is dealt to nearby enemies Enemies hit by this effect Deal 5% and reduce damage to you For 8 seconds Wait, wait, wait When Imperian Hammer critically strikes 60% of its damage is dealt to nearby enemies Okay Enemies hit by this effect Deal 5% reduced damage to you oh, Okay, I see so it, it, when, it, when it crits on somebody, it does 60% more damage to everyone else nearby. And anyone that gets hit by that can has to deal 5% less damage to you for eight seconds. Cool. All right. I like that. That's good. Uh, next up, we have Sacrosanct Crusade. When you cast Wake of Ashes or Eye of Tear, you gain Shield of Vengeance at 10% effectiveness. Eh, okay. I mean, it's, it's not going to hurt. Uh, next up is Higher Calling. Crusader Strike, Hammer of Wrath, and Blade of Justice uh, for Retribution and Judgment for Protection. Extend the duration of Shake the Heavens by one second. Uh, And Shake the Heavens was your uh, Imperian Hammer that um, does damage every two seconds for eight seconds. So uh, extending it by one second, I feel like you're going to need two attacks, or two extensions to make it useful, so uh, curious to see how that goes. Uh, Okay, next up we have another choice node. Bonds of Fellowship or Unrelenting Charger. So Bonds of Fellowship is you receive 20% less damage from Blessing of Sacrifice. And each time its target takes damage, you gain 4% movement speed up to a maximum of 40%. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, If you're using Blessing of Sacrifice, which that one's... Honestly, Blessing of Sacrifice is really tricky to use for me because I'm, I'm not smart enough to, <laughs> to know how to use it right, uh, properly. But uh, that's that sounds good. Or Unrelenting Charger, Divine Steed lasts two seconds longer and increases your movement speed by an additional 30% for the first three seconds. Okay. Oh, so you're going to blast out of there. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay. Next, we have another choice node, Endless Wrath or Sanctification. Endless Wrath is calling down an Empyrean Hammer, has a 10% chance to reset the cooldown of Hammer of Wrath. And make it usable on any target, regardless of their health. Okay. More hammer of wrath. Uh, Sanctification casting judgment increases the damage of imperium hammer by ten percent for ten seconds. Multiple applications may also overlap. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's good. So if you if you're casting judgment multiple times, like for example, um, I think it's uh, uh, divine toll makes you cast a bunch of judgments. So I think that that might be, there might be some interplay there. So that, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, next is Hammerfall, Templar's Verdict and Divine Storm Retribution and Shield of the Righteous and Word of Glory for protection. Call down an Imperian Hammer on a nearby enemy. While Shake the Heavens is active, this effect calls down an additional Empyrean Hammer. Okay. So if you do it right, if you time it right, you can have multiples of these go. man, this is going to be it's like so much damage on her. Uh... The next one is Undisputed Ruling. Hammer of Light applies judgment to its targets and increases your haste by 15% for six seconds. Additionally, I of Tier grants three holy power. All right, cool. Ah, that sounds really good. Uh, the capstone is Light's Deliverance. You gain a stack of Light's Deliverance when you call down an Empyrean Hammer. At 50 stacks, casting Hammer of Light empowers you for 12 seconds to cast Hammer of Light an additional time for free. Okay, so you, you get a... An occasional free hammer of light, and I'm sure it's because you're getting a number of stacks, then you are going to be able to track it with a weak or so you know exactly when to when to do it. So that's really cool. Okay, I like this. I like the Templar Paladin. Alright, next up we have Trickster Rogue. This is for Outlaw and Subtlety and Full disclosure, I leveled my rogue to 70 and then promptly abandoned him because it bored me to tears. Um, And it wasn't because the class was boring. It's because I I lost interest in trying to keep track of all of the ways that the different cooldowns interact with each other. Oh, well, if you have this cooldown, then that cooldown doesn't doesn't tick away. But if you have that cooldown, then this cooldown doesn't tick away. I didn't like it. I know it does a lot of damage and people really love playing a rogue. I've never been a big rogue player um that's just one of those classes rogue warlock um those are the two really big ones that i've just never really enjoyed so i am going to go through this but just know that i don't know what half of these things are so um all right uh misdirection dirty tricks and flashing blades are on display when a trickster enters a fight a clever trickster distracts an opponent with a devious misdirection of or swords flourish then slashes the fool with a blade they never saw coming Coins are taken, leaving pockets lighter and egos bruised. Okay. The keystone ability is Unseen Blade. Faint now grants two combo points and quickly slashes with an unseen blade, dealing damage to nearby enemies. Target struck are phased for five seconds. Okay. Uh, phased enemies take 5% more damage from you and cannot parry your attack. So this is a trash ability. I... Okay. I mean... If this is your Keystone ability, it should work on bosses. I just... Okay. Uh, Okay, so first step is Surprising Strikes. Attacks that generate combo points, deal 25% increased critical strike damage to phased targets. Again, you're not going to phase the boss. Uh, All right. And I... We have a choice node next, which is smoke or mirrors. It's very clever. Uh, for smoke, you take five percent reduced damage from phased targets, and for mirrors, faint reduces the area damage taken by an additional ten percent. Or reduces area. Oh, reduces area damage taken by an additional ten percent. Okay, uh, I mean that's fine. It's just again, it's phased phased targets is flawless form killing spree. Now, okay, so if you can target struck our face for five seconds if you could do that to a boss then this is fantastic if you can't this sucks all right next is flawless form killing spree outlaw and secret technique subtlety grants mastery for five seconds multiple applications may overlap okay that's that's cool uh next is another choice node uh so we have so tricky or don't be suspicious uh so tricky is tricks of the trades threat reduction uh, threat redirect duration is increased to one hour. Uh, don't be suspicious. Blind and shroud or concealment have ten percent reduced cooldown. Pickpocket and sap range increased by ten yards. Okay, <clears throat> so this is, um, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Tricks of the trade. You know that's cool that it increases it up to an hour, um, but I mean. I don't know. This is utility. Uh, devious distractions, distract and killing spree, outlaw, and secret technique, subtlety, cause targets to be phased for 10 seconds. All right. Choice node up next, thousand cuts or flicker strike. Thousand cuts is slice and dice, grant 10% additional attack speed and gives you your auto attack a chance to trigger unseen blade, which is great if you're on a boss. <clears throat> And flicker strike is taking area damage while faint is active or dodging while evasion is active triggers unseen blade. This effect may only occur once every five seconds. All right. Uh, Next up is nimble, nimble flurry, killing spree outlaw and secret technique subtlety deal 10% more damage and have a 10% reduced cooldown. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that Uh, choice node cloud cover or no scruples, So we have cloud cover distract now creates a cloud of smoke for 10 seconds and its cooldown is reduced. I'm sorry, its cooldown is increased to 90 seconds. Attacks from within the cloud afflict targets with phased for five seconds. No scruples, finishing moves with 10% increased chance to critically strike phased targets. Okay. Uh, Elaborate twirl increases the duration of flawless form by two seconds. All right, that's fine. Uh, And the capstone, which is coup de gras, after four strikes with unseen blade, your next dispatch, outlaw, eviscerate, or black powder subtlety, will be performed as a coup de gras, dealing 40% increased damage if the primary target is phased, gain five stacks of flawless form. Okay, this, I just, I've got to see what people are saying about this now, because this is ridiculous. If this, if you can't phase the boss, then this is a completely worthless hero talent tree because everything rel- relies on being able to phase the target oh okay all right you know what i'm just gonna move on because i did that one made me angry <laughs> some of these are good some of these are bad this one just makes me angry uh all right next up is the diabolist warlock so a- again rogue and warlock are the two <laughs> the two that i don't play so you know i just and i do have a warlock he's level 60 um but he's First of all, um, from an RP standpoint, he's he's a wiener. I, I don't like him, uh, but uh, he's a void elf and he's got the edgy hair and he just he thinks he's just so cool and he's just not. Um, but uh, I just I've never really been able to get into the warlock playstyle. style. So uh, the defeat of the Legion has le- I'm sorry, this is demonology and destruction. The defeat, of the, lemon- the defeat of the Legion has left many demons unbound and potent magics untouched. Bring the remnants of the Burning Crusade to heal, commanding greater demons once thought to be uncontrollable, and wreak havoc across the battlefield using abyssal powers from the Twisting Nether. All right, That's, that sounds promising. Uh, the keystone is Diabolic Ritual. Diabolical. Spending a soul shard grants Diabolic Ritual for 20 seconds, while Diabolic Ritual is active. Each soul shard spent reduces its duration by one second. Uh, okay, so twenty seconds reduced by one second. When diabolic ritual expires, you gain demonic art, causing your next ability to cost soul shards to summon a overlord, mother of chaos, or pent lord that unleashes a devastating attack against your enemies. Holy shit! Okay, I'm in on this. Whoa! All right. Uh, first up is cloven souls. Enemies of uh, enemies damaged by your overlord have their souls cloven, increasing damage taken by you. And your pets by ten percent for twenty seconds. Okay, um, interesting. Uh, all right, yeah, that's that's cool. Touch of Rancora. Diabolic Ritual increases the damage of your next ability that costs soul shards by 30% and reduces its cast time by 50%. Okay, this sounds like fun. Secrets of the Coven, Mother of Chaos empowers your next Shadow Bolt or Incinerate to become Demon Fire Barrage. All right, that's great. What is Demon Fire Barrage? Uh, Demon Fire Barrage is channel a barrage of four Shadow Bolts or Incinerates toward an enemy target over 1.5 seconds. Holy moly. Uh okay, next is a choice node. Uh we got three choice nodes in a row here. Soul etched circles or annihilans bellow. Uh soul etched circle is you always gain the benefit of soul burn when casting demonic circle teleport, increasing your movement speed by fifty percent, and making you immune to snares and roots for six seconds. Alright. Uh, An island's bellow is howl of terror. Cooldown is reduced by 15 seconds and range is increased by five yards. All right, that's that's cool. Nice little utility node. Um, another choice node is cruelty of Kirksan or infernal machine. Uh, cruelty of Kirksan is nether portal summon demonic tyrant and summon infernal grant Diabolic Ritual and reduce its duration by three seconds. Okay, here we go again with the Diabolic Ritual. Uh, Infernal Machine, abilities that cost Soul Shards decrease the duration of Diabolic Ritual by one additional second while your Domanic Tyrant, Nether Portal, or Infernal is active. All right. Uh, And then uh, finally, choice node, we have Infernal Vitality or Infernal Bulwark. So Infernal Vitality, an unending resolve heals you for 30% of your maximum health over 10 seconds. On Infernal bul- Bulwark Unending Resolve grants Soul Leech Equal to 10% of your maximum health And increases the maximum amount Soul Leech can absorb by 10% for 8 seconds Okay, so this is your healing That's that's cool uh, Okay, next up, Flames of Zoroth Fire damage increased by 2% And damage dealt by your demons is increased by 2% Alright, ain't nothing wrong with that uh, Abys- Abyssal Dominion Grimoire Felguard uh, And Cataclysm gain additional effects all right, so Grimmar Felguard for demonology gets uh, last three seconds longer and its cooldown is reduced by thirty seconds. All right, that's good. Uh, Cataclysm for destruction summons an over fiend that casts chaos bolt two times eight percent effectiveness before departing. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. That's I mean it's it's free, so you can't complain. Uh, and then finally, Gloom of Nathariza. Hand of Gul'dan deals 15% increased damage for each soul shard spent. Enemies marked by your Havoc take 10% increased damage from your single target spells. Okay. The Capstone ability is Ruination. Summoning a pet Lord causes your next Hand of Gul'dan or Chaos Bolt to become Ruination. Ruination is call down a demon-infested meteor from the depths of the Twisting Nether, causing chaos damage on impact to all enemies within 8 yards of the target and summoning 3 wild imps okay all right yep yeah, that's mm-hmm yeah all right this is this is good. I like this tree. Um, I might play my warlock at some point. <laughs> it's, if this if this looks like something like this and if it's actually good uh, yeah, who knows I might actually play that warlock uh, and bring him out of retirement. maybe he's not such a dick after all. Finally, the last one is Colossus Warrior. Uh, this is for arms protection. Colossus warriors are the peak of pure physical might and resilience. They are veterans of countless battles and have the scars to show for it. Colossus know not only how to take a hit and keep going, but how and where to put their strikes to ensure uh, to use, to ensure that enemies don't. Now there's a developer's note on here that says the warrior tree will be updated in the war within to make shockwave talent more easily accessible via class talents. We wanted to call this out as the Colossus tree interacts with shockwave in a few places. Okay. Okay. That's really good because Blizzard is understanding that people don't always take Shockwave because it's in a weird place. It's, it's almost like a, like an end cap on um, one of the branches on the warrior uh, class tree. So that, I mean, I, I take it for Mythic Plus, but I wouldn't take it for Raid. So uh, interesting. Uh, okay. The keystone is Demolish. Unleash a series of precise and powerful strikes against your target and enemies within eight yards of it. You can block, parry, and dodge while using this ability. 45-second cooldown. Huh. Okay. So it doesn't really tell us what it does, but it, it just hits. It hits your... Okay. So it hits your target. Uh, okay. First up, Martial Expert. Your critical strike damage is increased by 10%, and the amount blocked by your critical blocks is increased by 10%. All right. We're going to increase our numbers. Cool. Colossal Might. Mortal Strike and Shield Slam get a, grant a stack of Colossal Might. Colossal Might increases damage dealt by Demolish by 10% and stacks up to five times. Demolish consumes Colossal Might. Okay, so you have your interplay between uh, your your primary attack and Demolish. So, cool. Uh, now we have a choice node, Bone Shaker or Earthquaker. <laughs> the warrior, warrior ability names are so dumb. <laughs> uh, Bone Shaker is Shockwave's stun duration is increased by two seconds. All right, that's fine. And Earthquaker is Shockwave also knocks enemies into the air and his cooldown is reduced by five seconds. <laughs> That's not annoying. Uh, it's kind of like the Evoker, uh, what does it go? Up, up, Updraft or Up, whatever. I, I forget what it's called. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, nice uh, little utility there for Shockwave. Uh, another choice note is One Against Many or Arterial Bleed. So when against many is Shockwave Cleave Whirlwind and Revenge deal 5% more damage per target uh, affected by up to 5%. Okay, cool. That's that's pretty good. Uh oh, deal 5% more damage per target affected up to 5. So it's not reduced damage after 5 it's just up to 5. All right, well, that's fine. Uh or Arterial Bleed which is Colossal Might increases the damage of Rend and Deep Wounds by 2% per stack. All right, then yeah. I'm boring. Uh, Tide of Battle. Colossal Might increases the damage of overpower and revenge by 2%. Cool. More damage. I I like it. Uh, Next, we have a choice node, which is No Stranger to Pain and Rally. No Stranger to Pain is... Total damage prevented by ignore pain increased by 15%. Ooh, I like that. Or rally, which is taking damage has a low chance to give you a second win for two seconds. All right. All right. right, That's cool. Uh, Okay. Practiced strikes. Mortal strike and shield slam damage increased by 15%. All right. Can't argue with that. True might. Mortal strike and shield slam critical strikes grant an additional stack of colossal might. Uh, Okay, which increases the damage of Demolish. which... Okay. Uh, And then Mountain of Muscle and Scars. You deal 5% more damage and take 2.5% less damage. Size increased by 5%. Is that permanent? You're just 5% 5 bigger all the time? (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. The Capstone ability is Unstoppable Force. Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, Colossal Might now stacks 10 times. If you were to gain an initial stack of Colossus Might but are already at max stacks, the cooldown of Demolish is reduced by 2 seconds. While channeling Demolish, you are grounded, making you immune to stuns and effects that move you. Huh, that's kind of interesting. There could be a lot of useful uh, cases for this, both in Mythic Plus and in Raid. Um, We'll see. Okay, cool. I mean, that one sounds good. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I've, I've played Prot Warrior. I uh, haven't really done Arms for a while. It's, it's been a minute since I played Arms Warrior. But, but Prot, is, I, I do play uh, occasionally, and it's, it's pretty fun. Um, I prefer Fury, obviously. My Fury Warrior is my main right now. But um, yeah, these are all very interesting um, trees, and I think that it really shows kind of their de- design philosophy. And how some of these are going to be better than others just based on what you want to do. Now, it's important to point out that you can change your hero hero tree as easily as you can change your talents. So, for example, if you said, hey, I'm going to go this tree for trash and then I'm going to switch it for bosses, great. You can have one for Mythic Plus, you can have one for Raid, you can have whatever. Um... But again, like I said, I feel like it's important to get your feedback to Blizzard to say something. So I'm, I am going to put the link to the article that Blizzard posted the other day in the show notes. Look at it and look at the class that you're interested in playing and, and see if this is something that sounds good to you. Because if it sounds bad, like this, the rogue one, which to me, I feel like that's a huge oversight. And if it's not, if it affects bosses, then you need to put that in there. Because that does not sound good at all. Um, So, you know, take the time, submit your feedback. It's really important. They are listening to us. Blizzard is listening. They actually care what we have to say. They want to make this game fun for us. They are not making the game and saying, you guys have to play the game that we want. They are saying, we want to make the game that you want. So submit your feedback be positive about it, but submit it and tell them exactly what it is you don't like about whatever. Or tell them what you do like. Say, I really like this. I want more Stalker Druid. Um, I want more Diabolist Warlock. Tell them that because that gives them the encouragement to say, okay, people like this. This is good. Let's go with it. Um, so it's just it's really important to submit your feedback. It's really important. We are in uncharted territory, folks. There is no history of this sort of thing with blizzard ever (laughs) they've never been this open with us i'm remembering back to shadowlands and how miserable it was listening to them say yeah we have a parachute for a ripcord for for covenants but we're not going to pull it right now and it shadowlands stank for the first patch and a half until they finally pulled the ripcord said fine you can um you can switch your covenants, but it's still going to be pain, a pain in the butt. If they if the covenants had been a, a talent choice that you could just pick and just switch it at will. Oh, my gosh, it would have been so much better, but it wasn't and it's not. So that's where we are. Um, all right. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, this went way longer than I intended to. And I'm sorry about that. So if, if you're still listening, I really appreciate it. Um But uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up here and uh, yeah, I think that's, that's it for, yeah, that, that, that's it for the something new. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but seriously, thank you for listening and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, Like I said, uh, this was kind of a one-off deal and uh, uh, I really enjoyed kind of doing a deep dive and Uh, I feel like if if I can get a little bit better at it, uh, this is something that I I would really enjoy doing in the future. So um, I do have a lot of uh, knowledge about the classes because I do read a lot. But, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity to play all of the classes as often as I'd like. So uh, this is a really interesting insight into some of these classes and uh, maybe uh, kind of piqued my interest in in some cases. So um, hopefully it did the same for you. Anyway, um that's gonna be our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. And um hope you all enjoy. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at denathar1 at gmail.com or you can contact me at Twitter, I am at denathar. Um you can also occasionally catch me streaming, I am Denathar01 on Twitch and on YouTube. So um you can catch me there. And um meanwhile, uh have a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. It'll probably be about Wednesday. But um, enjoy and uh, be good to each other out there. And smile and be nice, and see you next